0: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing Manette channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, look for us soon on various fan-sided properties. We'll tell you more about that partnership going forward for Five on the Floor. You can also check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the Like and Subscribe button. Get all of our content. We will be doing some live shows this week before and during the draft. And FiveReasonsSports.com all of your written content without a paywall the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network mention this one all the time it's therapist preferred get your premium cbd at therapist preferred use the code 5 rsn that's the number 5 rsn you get 25 percent off the tincture the gummies the sports cream it helps you recover it helps you sleep it's therapistpreferred.com the code the discount code 5 that's the number 5 rsn and now tonight's episode down to
1: day) Yikes. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Wait, here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like to said, you in trouble, y'all. Keep the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, Stop one hand. Impact we trust, it's have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
0: Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander, with me for tonight's episode, not Ethan Skolnick, not Brady Hawk, neither of which have internet. They're on that Broward County internet, I guess. Uh, that's the only differentiation i could make so it's alex toledo and i you can follow him on twitter at tropical blanket you can follow me at greg solvander yada 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 um we got some stuff to get to we're going to blast through a bunch of topics on tonight's episode so we're going to try to be quick and efficient with our movement not a lot of horizontal uh east west it's going to be a lot of north south if you uh know what i'm talking about so um the floor plan is essentially uh, I need to clarify something related to this Bradley Beale discussion that we had because uh, I didn't do show prep for that episode. And um, I was corrected and there's some stuff to get to there. want to talk about PJ talk, Tuck, PJ Tucker opting out, um, dive into some news about Kyrie that came out of nowhere, a Mobamba report that came about. We'll get into that uh, and close with some favorite June 20th moments. So that's kind of where we're heading. Um, But quickly, I want to clarify something. So we did the show yesterday about the viability of Bradley Beal coming to Miami, which um, there has been signals that uh, there there's just indications that Bradley Beal is um, very much in play in terms of his, uh, he's always been uh, fond of Miami. I think Miami is going to aggressively pursue um, and... All there essentially needs to be is a signal from him to get the the ball rolling there, but I, I really was adamant that I thought Kyle Lowry needed to be included in that transaction and one of our loyal listeners and I appreciate very much this clarification because it dawned on me and it opened up the spectrum with which transactions could like the potential so so let me just breeze through this quickly. Um, when I told Ethan I was going to go through and break this down and really get into the nitty gritty detail of it, he essentially um, cut internet out for his entire community because he refuses to be on an episode that dives into salary cap mechanics. Here we go. Um, so he, I was reminded by one of our listeners uh, that the Pelicans, um, when they traded Drew Holiday, they guaranteed Darius Miller $7 million. Uh, then they signed Xylan uh, Cheatham. Joshua Gray, and Ken Rich Williams to three-year deals, all of which were only first-year guaranteed deals. Why did they do that? They did all that uh, in an effort to make the outbound money match so that they could get the salary uh, correct. And all they had to do is send the, those players to a third team that could absorb them into salary cap space, they got, uh, which was Oak- Oklahoma City. And that's how Drew Holiday got to Milwaukee. So that's informative because a lot of players that were impending free agents um, that maybe didn't know if they'd get vet minimum deals were happy to take contracts at slightly above the veterans minimum to be moved. Um, And that opens up a whole can of worms with Miami. So how that relates to Miami, Uh, if Beal opts in he'll be opting into $37 million. Um, So no sign and trade stuff happening here. He's opting in and being traded in this potential Bradley Beal scenario. Um, Kyle doesn't have to be involved. Why? Tyler and Duncan um, essentially get you to about $5 million away. And here's the kicker, folks. So you can sign and trade Victor Oladipo. You can sign and trade Dwayne Dedman, which for his years of service, He could be signed and traded um, with only one year guaranteed, technically up to $11 million he could count as salary in a trade. Obviously, there's some um, fine tooth comb stuff we could get into with where that money can be absorbed. But also, they have options on Yurtsevin and Haywood Highsmith, which they could both get their options declined and then signed and traded as well. Depot is another example of that. So they can make the money match without Kyle Lowry. So I want everyone to be aware of that so that it's clear that the Heat actually have ways of getting Kyle Lowry, Bradley Beal, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo all on the same team. Um, Alex, do you have anything to add to that? I just really wanted to clarify more for our listeners that there's absolutely ways that they can do it without including Kyle Lowry that I was um, blind to,
1: but now I see. Yep, and that was kind of what I was uh, uh, looking at yesterday when we did that pod on Beal because it I felt like, you know, we hadn't gone through it all the way yet. We hadn't gone into detail with it yet, and it feels like there's always more ways than one when it comes to the heat finessing guys who maybe are, are way above the level of guys that usually you can finesse onto a team. They did it with Jimmy where it's like, you have absolutely no cap space, doesn't matter. You know, we – there are obstacles, but there are none. And so the obstacle that we originally thought here that, you know, having to trade Kyle Lowry a year after acquiring him, knowing he's Jimmy's guy, knowing he didn't actually really has, uh, get a fair shot uh, this playoffs in the sense that he wasn't healthy, was playing through an injury that he would have sat through uh, if it was regular season, all of that felt like a big obstacle. So knowing that, you know, getting confirmed that they actually have multiple ways to – to go about a deal like this right like i think it's like you said they have multiple guys they can sign and trade whether it's uh guys who are back end rotation players or just uh, rotation players in general or guys who were not going to play like uh like highsmith i think yurt could also be thrown into the picture here he signed on for next season at a low level i mean at, at a you know a, a small deal so those are the types of guys that can be thrown in here and i think that the heat would do everything in their power to go all of these routes over including Kyle Lowry in a deal. And it, it sounds obvious, but you know, just to um, hammer that home. I also think that would be great because in that, in a scenario like that, you'd be keeping Gabe, you'd be keeping Max. Um, I, I think they would like to keep Depot. Obviously if they had to pick between uh, trading Depot or Lowry, I'm, I, I think they're going to keep Lowry trade Depot, but there are ways to keep all the rotation players that everybody wants to keep while acquiring uh Beal. So I just think that's, you know, there's that's a really positive thing if Beal opts in and he's really leveraging the Wizards to trade him. If that's the scenario he takes, then I think the Heat are in a great position. If it's a scenario where he opts out and tries to get to Supermax and get traded at another point, the Heat I think that's it's it's not not favorable uh, at all for the Heat. And I just think at this point, like a lot of the things that you would want to hear as far as how you could acquire him uh what the scenario would look like it feels like the, the the pieces of the puzzle are coming together a little bit so i think that's a great thing for the heat right like if you can grab a, a deal without trading those other type those other guys are named like i think that's huge
0: yeah and so this is the other part I, i'll cl- we'll close here and we're going to move on to the next thing um because it, it essentially it, it's an assist to the next topic um it was one thing to think about like uh, Caleb Martin agreeing to a sign and trade and Bradley Beal picking Miami. But when you're talking about multiple guys needing to sign off on getting signed and traded to different locations, because mind you, Washington can't take in these incoming players. They would need to find a cap space team to take in the incoming players. There's just a lot of people that have to make decisions and all those decisions have to align at the right time in order to execute the transaction. It could be like, literally you may have six to seven
1: picks like, like that scenario you brought up, something like that.
0: Yeah. I mean like, that's the thing. Like, You could have six or seven players that need to make a decision about their future in concert to get a trade done between three teams if it's a multiple team deal. So, again, this is not easy stuff. I don't mean to come across on this podcast as we clarify the Lowry uh, inclusion for Bradley Beal stuff as now it's like some easy transaction to make happen. But there's just there's avenues. So I thought that that was informative. Um, and definitely wanted to make sure our listeners were on the up and up there. If you're uh, a a subscriber off the floor, you would have got that this morning. So check that out. It's our Winnow uh, tech subscription, uh, $3.05 a month. Uh, It's uh, super cool. You get uh, upfront draft rumors, free agency rumors, any kind of stuff we're listening to, stats, game analysis. Uh, So check that out. It's uh, my pin tweet um, and also the pin tweet on the Five on the Floor account. So the other thing that came about today was that P.J. Tucker declined his $7.4 million player option. Uh, he's going to test free agency. I don't think that's a surprise. Um, I mentioned recently that I've heard Philadelphia is willing to go as high as their non-taxpayer mid-level. I think that's about $6.3 million or so. Uh, Tucker, obviously, he started 71-year Played in 71 games, started all 18 in Miami's postseason run, uh, was one of the bright spots throughout the playoffs, played through injury. I don't think there's any way he's leaving. This is him opting out so that he can just, it's basically a formality in terms of him being able to get his percent increase. So I am not concerned at all here. P.J. Tucker was Filmed today wearing a Tim Hardaway jersey, getting some dope artwork from Duncan Robinson that he was going to hang above his locker in the Miami Heat locker room today as he's opting out. If that tells you how arbitrary and very administrative the opt-out process is in terms of his future. Alex, um, is there anything that we should worry about? Is there any team that you're looking at that you're like, oh, no, they'll go full mid-level for three years? Because I think Miami, Brian Goins, um, hat tip to him. Bear with me. Uh, I want to bring this up because it is good information for our uh, audience. Bear with me. It's worth it. Trust me.
1: You brought up, I think that the Heat can uh can offer as much as three years, about 26 million. Uh that people. was it. Thank you.
0: Perfect. So that's essentially what Miami, I think, is going to offer. They'll give them the full three years, lots of stability, still a good number. a, uh, a team could come in with the full non-taxpayer mid-level that starts at 10 million and go over three years and I guess get to 10 get to 330 and beat that deal. I don't see PJ Tucker leaving over that, do you?
1: No, no. And also, I do think, like, if, you know, like, it's the agent's job, Jesus, the agent's job to field those offers and essentially, you know, try to get the best offer out of whatever team is out there, even if it's not a team or a scenario that's as nice as the Heat, they're going to use it against the Heat as leverage. And that's, you know, can't blame P.J.'s uh, agent for doing his job. And if they were to get an offer that's full mid-level over this uh, the same amount of years, because it sounds like it's going to be three. Which I don't know is something that we w- we would have talked about. Uh, you know, we that's not something we really talked about much throughout the season as far as how long does PJ get re-signed for? I've made it clear. I think they need him. That he's right to leverage them if he decides to, and him and his agent decide to, because it's clear the both sides need each other. He's made to be a heat player. I think he's going to retire here, and it just makes too much sense. And so even if he got that full mid-level offer from a, whatever other team would give it to him. I think that he would do it. I think that he would give the full mid level. I obviously don't. I'm not the one with the inside information here, but I think like comparing letting PJ walk to to another team for what type of player they can get with the full mid level this offseason, like I don't think that's a good gamble for the Heat to take. Th- to take, and I don't believe that they would actually do that. Like I, I believe they they would match. I, I from everything I've heard from Spo, Riley, Jimmy. Bam, Kyle, everybody who you would think has has influence or whatever within the organization, it seems like they're all in on P.J. So I would be shocked if the Heat let him walk because another team got a full mid-level offer. Even though you would want him to just take the percent increase because it's uh, more favorable to the Heat's cap situation, I think if it comes to it, you give him the full mid-level. P.J. Tucker, that's a Heat lifer, man. I think you got to keep him.
0: You're right. So Riley called him a core piece. I really hope that he takes that three-year, twenty-six million. Just a little shave under that mid-level because of the ability that Miami would have to fortify his position, and maybe giving him giving him a younger innings eater for the regular season could kind of have him fresh for the playoffs. So he could, you know, just by saving a little bit of money, PJ, we could get you um, some reinforcements on the bench. But you're right, 30, I, forty. Just just to be clear. And then as he ages, to your point, three-year deal, like let's say that year three, he just falls off a cliff physically because of his age, whatever. He could slide into the UD role. I think that that's perfect for him. So I'm all about it. I think give him that security of the three years, I think that they would go to the full mid level. I think they really are not going to want to, but similar to when Bam wanted his extension, they did right by him. I think they would also do right by PJ, provided that it didn't hinder any larger transaction that we don't know about yet yet um but they're gonna do whatever it takes to keep pj tucker in miami because if he were to walk for everything that this team needs going forward for jimmy butler for this build for the way that it works with bam Adebayo, losing him would be a disaster And when a disaster strikes in your home or business, you need specialized, fast and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected unexpected disaster may cause. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael Robert and their team are prepared to handle any size disaster. Their guys are third generation contractors in South Florida. So continuing to maintain their sterling reputation is extremely important to them. Their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed building contractor. So they provide A to Z one-stop shopping service for any busy homeowner, business owner. You know, you require one, you want to go to one place. Michael and his team, that's your thats your team. Uh, they'll handle it all for you. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell, 954-579-0356. Again, that's Water Cleanup of Florida. Call Michael anytime, 954-579-0356. If you got the schmutz, they got the guts. So um, as we kind of go around um, the PJ Tucker stuff, I realized we just went into the ad because the disaster just was perfect timing there. And at the same time, I can capitalize on that. I'm going to do so. You got any other P.J. Tucker thoughts before we go to these next two topics? One of them is going to be quicker than the other. So um, we're going to wrap quicker than than usual, likely on this back half of the segment. But any other P.J. Tucker thoughts, Alex?
1: Um, that's that's on me, too, for for mudding things up here, just because I, I was looking through some lineup data, while you were doing. The ad read there and PJ Tucker, man, like he's one of those guys where you saw all these other role players production and shooting fall off in the playoffs and not to slight them because I do think a lot of them, you know, played really above what they were supposed to at least coming into the season, you know, you know, that the, like the heat internally had um, high hopes for a lot of these guys that ended up coming through. But, you know, they played way above expectations and the PJ thing just to kind of support what I was what we were talking about before as far as giving that man whatever he asked for at the end of the day just to throw that in there. Um, The Heat were a lot better with him on the floor than without. And that ended up being true in the playoffs and in the regular season uh, for both, right? And I think that's something that can't be said for other role players, right? Where it's like they're much better with him on than without. They were, um, just to have it up here, plus 5.22 with him uh, on the floor in the playoffs, plus six in the regular season. And his shooting, like although it wasn't a big factor in the Celtics, and it kind of fell off at the end with him hurt, and now playing in the, you know, most important half of the season, which sucks. I know he wanted to be out there. I know Spo would have been playing him uh, even if he was hurt and if he was available. I, I believe Spo would have played him there over either Gabe or Depot. I I think they they believe and rely on him that much. His shooting never fell off, right? Like you know he's not a real shooter, but he's gonna make those open threes that that, that he gets, the release foul threes and that was also the case in the regular season in the playoffs. So between that and everything we already know that he does that we've talked about all season, defensively on the boards, boxing out, uh, screening for all their shooters. Like he, you know, and especially, you know, he showed out more this season as a guy uh, coming off when, you know, when they send two at a shooter, getting the floater, making plays off the dribble. He's 37 years old and showing you stuff that he wasn't really showing you before. So I just think... That's a guy who deserves to get paid. And whether it's eye test, whether it's the data, PJ Tucker, (laughs) they need him.
0: Yes, they do. And um... Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon.
1: Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download
0: the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I think the first to report that P.J. Tucker was um, opting out was, was Shams and he also dropped some news earlier today. Um, on The Athletic about Kyrie Irving, multiple sources tell The Athletic that conversations about Irving's future have gone stagnant between him and the Nets. and impasse currently exists among the parties, and that clears the way for the seven-time All-Star to consider the open marketplace, those sources said. Um, some of the interested teams noted in the article, uh, the Lakers, the Knicks, the Clippers... This became a topic of conversation in Miami Heat land because of Jimmy Butler once saying that if there was any player in the league he could play with, who would it be? He essentially went to Kyrie, said he loved his game. We know that Kyrie and Jimmy have long been friends. They both uh, very much think differently in different ways, frankly, (laughs) but they think differently and they go against the crowd um, in a lot of different ways. So it doesn't surprise me that those two would gravitate to each other. Um, I think that and I know Miami has checked in on Kyrie in the past and been interested they love his game who, who the hell doesn't love his game I gotta be honest like watching Kyrie Irving play basketball is unbelievably fun um Ethan hates covering him uh just generally speaking I think because of whatever comes with it but I think the on the court stuff is magical the heat we're not mentioned here but everybody immediately pointed to Jimmy and said yo like if Jimmy loves Kyrie why wouldn't they go get Kyrie Alex tell me why um you think Kyrie so he full disclosure he's one of my favorite fits in Miami next to Bam and Jimmy if you're saying like go around go find a guy that would maximize them and then have two shooters with him like that's Kyrie is kind of the model to me am I wrong? Do you feel differently? Um, I don't think Kyrie is going to end up in Miami necessarily at all. Like that's not where I'm going with this. It's more about the the archetype of the player that I think would really thrive in that. Um, what do you see?
1: Well, it's hard to disagree there. Like, I think maybe you could, you could have conversations about whether or not you prefer like some of these other guys we talked about as a fit with Jimmy and Bam and Kyle, or whether like it's a uh, B or Mitchell, you know, positionally they're shooting guards. So just off of that, it's cleaner because it feels like Kyle and Kyrie is small, but really Donovan is also a small player, right? So I think uh, for what we're talking about, like Kyrie is a guy who I would look over these quote unquote fit things, right. And and all the stuff that already comes with him understanding that, right. Cause it's not nothing, right. The fact that he has missed around 30, 40% of games for the past few years has had questionable results, even though he had that legendary performance in the finals and stepped up big in the playoffs before absolute bucket getter. One of the best, uh, handles we've ever seen. Like, of course, that's the type of guy who uh, would thrive here, especially with the type of guys that the Heat would surround him with. Definitely think he would thrive here. I just don't take it at all seriously. It felt like a huge smokescreen. It felt like um, Kyrie leaking it out to make sure that the the Nets pay up, right? Because I was looking at the, the numbers for um, what that Kyrie deal would look like if the Nets were to give him everything that he could get, that he's eligible for. And it's a lot of money. It's like, uh, it's like Jimmy's deal more or less, right? Where it gets into the the, the mid and, and upper forties. It's it looking like a Russell Westbrook type of contract. And um, I get why the Nets would have will, will balk a little bit at the idea of paying him all the way. But I think they have they. It's kind of juvenile. I think if they actually let that get to a point where Kyrie is, is seriously fielding other offers, which again I'm not really expecting that to happen. The Lakers and Knicks don't seem like real suitors at all i don't know how that would make sense so again all of it feels like a smokescreen and i think eventually the nets are going to pay maybe not the the full max but it'll be something very close to to the max for kyrie and i don't think it's going to become a real thing and and just to also throw some more context onto the whole jimmy thing I, i believe that him and jimmy are cool jimmy's cool with a lot of guys that's one guy who is the the jimmy relationship and not the bam relationship but that's because they played together team in team usa 2016 and then he was quoted as saying that the the, the one that you threw in earlier i believe it was a year after in in 2016 2017 um and then we haven't heard too much of the the smoke about Kyrie and jimmy ever since but that's because Kyrie clearly had his own plans right he did the boston thing then did the brooklyn thing i don't believe that that um, project is over yet it, it, I think it's just Kyrie trying to get his money yeah
0: I I tend to agree with you Um, and when I was like fawning over Kyrie with Bam and Jimmy it was under the assumption that Kyle probably wouldn't be here because that that backcourt does not work Kyle and Kyrie um, I guess some would have some would disagree with me but I just think defensively that's a tough sell um, but yeah, to your point, I think he ends up staying. How the hell are Kyrie and KD going to go to Brooklyn? I think I swear I read that they didn't even really communicate with Brooklyn, like throughout that process. Like they just um, didn't like didn't even meet with them necessarily. They just picked the team and went there, and that was that. It was very, um, very much transactional. Versus I'm give like- it a year with
1: Simmons, and I think then maybe if it goes really ugly again, maybe that stuff will really heat up.
0: Yeah, that's what I, I agree. Like for them to just abandon that, I don't see Kyrie dipping out on, on, on KD. So I'm with you. I don't see much Miami smoke there, um, but it's just always something I think every Heat fan always wants to to explore every avenue. I think the Heat has other plans, frankly. Um, another report Another report that popped up today was from um, the NBA editor of heavy.com, Sean Devaney. I think that's how you say his last name. Beanie? I'm always, I'm always worried that I'm going to butcher people's last names. Uh, it's probably cause I have like PTSD cause Sylvander was mispronounced. And then my middle name Leif that I went by in elementary school and other other grade school was pr- mispronounced. So I have like some kind of PTSD about that, but he reported Sean Devaney reported that Mo Bamba, uh, that rival execs view the Miami heat is a potential landing spot for Mo Bamba. Um, so uh, let me get a couple things clear, and then, Alex, you can tell me why you like Mo Bamba or you don't. One, this is contingent upon uh, Orlando not um, extending a qualifying offer to Mo Bamba that would make him a restricted free agent. It essentially would make him unrestricted if they rescind a qualifying offer or just never offer one right off the bat. Then he would be unrestricted. Then it's fair game. I do not see Miami paying more than the uh, non-taxpayer mid-level amount, not using that exception, folks, but just the $6.3 million that you would allocate to that exception. I do not see them paying more than that for a player like Mo Bamba, and they probably would rather do the biannual number of about $4 million for Mo Bamba. I don't know that either one of those are going to be enough to get him, Um but if I and I haven't heard a ton of Mobamba in my in the circles that I get information from, I don't know that Ethan has either. Frankly, if I'm speaking for him, um, so this is very much something in the preliminary stages for me conceptually. How do you like it as an on-court fit? What do you think his value in the marketplace will be in free agency? Uh, just kind of pick your brain on Mobamba.
1: So I I think it's an interesting name. For sure. And I think, like, as a backup five option, it's a pretty good idea. And I think um, it gets a little tricky because, like, I'm not here to talk down on, on Deadman. I'm not here to talk down on Omer. Um, I get why people would be in on the idea of Bombo. with both of those guys right now. It's like a win now, ironically enough, backup five move, right? Like, because he's only 24 years old and he actually struggled a lot coming out as a top pick. What was he, the fifth pick in the draft, when wherever the Magic got him? I remember the conversation like before that draft that some for for a good while there um, was Aiden or Bamba as as far as who was the best big in that draft. Aiden ended up going number one and we know what happened. But um, Bamba finally had a a good year last season after struggling and even playing for a a team like the Magic, who were completely out of the playoff picture. Whereas like those other seasons, he was backing up Bucic and they were kind of like an eighth or ninth seed type of team. They were completely out of there basically a tanking type team at the bottom of the standings. And despite that, that the advanced stuff still looks good for him and, and, and supports that he had a really nice year, you know, compared to what he was before. Not that he's some um, all-star level player now or any huge piece that you would add, but as a backup five and somebody who seems like a stretch big, he, he seems like he could really fit that archetype with the type of um, seven-foot frame he has at that age. It seems like it could be a, 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 a move, um, worth looking into. And that's the thing because he's already getting paid 10 mil off that rookie scale deal from how high he got drafted. And it's like, does he want to raise? Does, does he want the full mid level? Cause I don't think the heat would want to be uh, giving in that, even though could make a case that uh, other teams will, I don't know if that, you know, that actually happens or not, but I think he's definitely worth paying what you're talking about there around six mil of the heat's mid level. Um, allocated to him I, I, I like the idea he shot 38 from three uh, last season on four attempts again for a bad team um, his rebounding numbers as far as rebounding rate on um, better than I thought right because I did not consider him a good rebounder but he ranks pretty highly and actually the past few seasons when it, go, it comes to whenever he's on the floor he rebounds pretty well and the, he actually had a lot more minutes this season than the past few. So everything points to him kind of starting to actually be a positive player now. And so it might be worth it.
0: Listen, Mo Bamba in 15 games in March in Orlando, um, in 24 minutes was getting 12 points shot 48% from three in the month of March on four attempts to your point Um, has always been able to rebound uh, block shots You can make a case for him. I'm looking at March because I always feel like any of these impending free agents, it's always super interesting to go look at the numbers, right? Right before they, it's like the last thing that everyone's going to get to see. Um, And he shot really well in the five games in April too, before their season ended
1: Uh, for the year. That's, that's what it was for the season at least
0: I'm open-minded to Mo Bamba. Let like, let's do it, but we're not going to overpay Mo Bamba. And we got bigger, we got,
1: bigger whales to fry if you can fry a whale um and if you were to spend just to go into that scenario since we're talking about it if because you're talking about um the six mil coming out of the the full mid-level right that that amount coming it could
0: or it could be if you like let's say you end up uh projecting yourself as a tax team then you only spend 6.3 million of it so that when next summer comes around and you need to Basically, like, uh, roll up your books, you can roll it into the non into the taxpayer mid level exception if you project to be a tax team versus the non taxpayer, which you have access to this year, but you don't want to get in a spot where you then are going to be a tax team. Um, and you've paid more than that because you don't have the exception to, to fit it under it just it gets weird um, and it's hard for me to articulate it so I think like the six million dollar range is I guess the easiest way to just put a number on it I don't think the heat would pay him more than six million annually so if another team's going to offer more than that he's going to go elsewhere um, and I mean if it'd be fun if they if if they did this on prize picks like Mo Bamba six million per year over or under well, what what would you
1: take Alex over over I mean, the fact see that he's 24, drafted high I think a team like a the team that's not even trying to contend will be like yeah we'll give him a little bit more
0: yeah see they're they're not doing free agency decisions and I understand why that would be uh, a funny angle but um, prize picks it's my favorite daily fantasy app. Pick your over or under on player props and you win up to 10 times your cash. Go to prizepicks.com. It's super easy to get started. You got big payouts. Um they uh have paid out over $300 million. I mean, they have blown up. You can win up to 10 times your cash as I mentioned earlier on a single entry. They have 24/7 live support, fast and secure withdrawals. It's all super legit, easy to do um it is by far the the best daily fantasy app you pick your favorite players pick your favorite stats choose uh look at the number set for them like points per game or points in a game Uh, let's let jimmy butler 20 points you're going to go over or under uh you use the code five when you sign up and you'll get your deposit matched up to a hundred dollars so it's super easy um Go to prizepicks.com, download the app, PrizePicks, use the code 5 5FIVE to get 100% of your deposit matched. Um, and it's available in 30 states, D.C. and Canada. So, I mean, they are expanding. They are blowing up, rightfully so. All right. We're closing here pretty quickly. Um, final thoughts on anything we didn't touch on, but keeping it concise so that Ethan doesn't yell at us for going too long. But also... Alex, I would love to hear. You see, this is June 20th. We're recording this. Um, June 20th is an important day in Miami Heat history. Uh, 2006 championship, the 2013 championship, both won. Um, What are your favorite moments from both runs? Thoughts on those runs? All that good stuff.
1: Well, I think... um... I don't remember who put it up on the poll today saying which one was more memorable. Was it Was it uh, Sean on the Biscayne Bay? Yeah, it was. Shout out to him. It was a good poll because it made me think for a little bit because both were magical for different reasons. And we know the moments that stand out from those two. So I'm not even going to go over that. All I'm going to say is 2006, that is the run that made me seriously fall in love with basketball because that was, uh, I, I become a Heat fan, I don't know, around eight years old before that, a year before, and, you know, Wade wait, I, I wait and Shaq were the guys, of course, but that run was so, <laughs> it was magical, because it didn't feel like um, they were the team that was supposed to be there, they had lost to the Pistons the year before, and it felt like, You know, they were the the big bad guys waiting for you at the end, or at least that's how it seemed from my perspective back then. And they were. They were always in the conference finals back then. They got past them, and then they, you know, had that magical coming back from down 0-2 versus versus the Mavs in the finals. And it it was awesome. The fact that they were able to do that, uh, um, witnessing that as a kid was awesome. Um, I'm sure everybody has fond moments over it. I mean, uh, fond memories over it, everybody – Revere's Dwayne like others do you know Kobe in LA or Jordan in Chicago I'm sure Wade gets all his love and respect here but it's not like we get a chance to talk about him often here uh I'm five on the floor anymore so I'm gonna bring him up because that was just awesome and I think uh ever since that and ever since the the LeBron runs um it's gotten so many of us so spoiled man <laughs> so we had so many magical moments and now we want a new star every year. So we can have more of them because it's so damn <laughs> they feel so damn good. So uh both of those runs are great. Um I guess other than what we talked about today, interested to see what happens with the Pacers guys specifically Brogdon. He weren't named there in the report that was out there today, but I think that's a guy that, that would definitely be interested. And uh yeah, of course, the other fours that may or may not be out there, but we'll talk we'll tackle uh Brogdon in those fours, I'm sure, in other episodes. So I'll save my thoughts on those guys uh, going forward.
0: Yeah, no, we we got time. We'll definitely hit up the front court guys in the trade market, uh, particularly uh, some of the more gettable guys. Um, And then obviously update as we go on any of the developments as we get information or as reports take place. For me, um, the reason why June 20th is dope is that um, there's a couple of reasons. One, Pat Riley with the, I only packed one shirt, one suit, one tie. Uh, All like those he, stories are so like good. Like he knew he was going there to win on that day. And that was it. And then also like, this is the, the, the thing that made it cool. Um, and why it was immediately like a, a, a talking point for Heat fans, particularly of the historian fashion like myself, is that Shaq said in the post game, like they're on the court celebrating. And he said, Pat Riley told us on June 20th, we was going to be NBA champions. Uh, and that was after they were O2. He said to them on June 20th, you'll be NBA champions. Like that was like, that's goosebump stuff. Like for heat fans, for the Miami heat to have that kind of allure around them. Um, and it's just was super dope. Um, so that is uh, definitely, when I think back on my favorite moment, it's tied to that stuff. 2013 title, I feel like the Game 7 that made June 20th the championship clincher gets overshadowed by Ray Allen's shot. And it was such an amazing basketball game. Don't forget about Game 7. Shout out to Game 7. Um, but yes, the uh, Alex is holding up the 0506 NBA Champions DVD. I would highly recommend it. Maybe not in DVD like, format um, anymore. You could probably get it in some digital format. You could Probably watch yes. it on YouTube. Um, yeah, you could probably watch it on YouTube. Word up. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's it for who, me.
1: Who are constantly begging for a star and are constantly putting themselves in, in, in the position of paranoia and setting themselves up for disappointment if they don't. If there's not a big acquisition. Watch that. Go watch that. You know, maybe once or twice. Run it back. You know, like like you guys like to say. inject it into your veins and get some damn guts use it like
0: asmr it's like that where you like it calms you down and 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 it's it's good stuff
1: all right Uh, there's great stuff on that dvd highly recommend it we got
0: we got the draft coming up this week free agency follows behind it we'll have you covered for all of it thank you for joining us
1: thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the fire regional sports network